This program is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You'll find this and other podcasts on our website at gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 99. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting somewhere close. The signal's strong. What kind of transmission is it? Could be a sat phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. We haven't got much in this first aid kit. Steve, there's anything we can use in there? What if this is a rescue? What if she came for us? I mean, she could be okay. We can't let her. Just go start looking. We get Jack. Jack, we have to get to Jack as soon as possible. She could be our way off the island. No, if we move it, it'll make it worse. We just let her bleed to death. No, we, we need to bring Jack here. In eight hour walk, one way. Then I'll run. Be out of your mind. It's not safe. It's going to be dark soon. Who knows who's out in this jungle in case you haven't forgotten there are people on this island trying to kill us. Nobody knows we're here. Oops. 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 <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here doing our review of this episode of Lost. What is this? Episode 18 now of season three? I think it is. Stephanie's thinking about it. The whole the whole break in the middle has totally confused me because the first six are the first six. And That's, then when it came back, I started back at number one. I know. So, <laughs> so I'm is, so confused. This is totally season 3.5 for Stephanie. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm okay. still stuck. And what is this uh, DOC? Yes. Which Stephanie allegedly knew all along from the very beginning of the creation of Lost. She knew that season 318 was going to be date of conception. I didn't say that. I said I knew what (laughs) DOC stood for. I know you did. I've had three of them. Yeah, I know you did. I know I was there for at least three of them. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Alrighty, so we are going to be doing a review here. We This is not Friday night, though, Stephanie. Mm-mm. Uh, you had a, a nice weekend uh, retreat. Go well, with Yeah, I went away Friday night and came back Saturday afternoon. Not quite 24 hours, but it was still um, relaxing and refreshing and uh, a great time away. Did you get to connect with God in a, on a level that you Absolutely. are not able to without all the distractions? Absolutely. Awesome. It was awesome. Very cool. Well, and it, it was amazing. And all three kids were still alive. They were still alive and they were fed. And they and they were fed. And in my, on a My Crazy Life, I'll have to explain about McKenna this afternoon. So. Oh, <laughs> we're not going to go there tonight. So anyway, we are here to discuss this episode, DOC. And Stephanie, um, I just want to... Th- <laughs> Can I... <laughs> sorry, I just have to tell a funny story. Can go I do that? It, go okay. ahead. Friday afternoon, I picked the kids up from school, um, and they knew that mommy was going away, but um, but I guess they just weren't really thinking about it. So I picked them up, and we had a couple errands to run, and so I swung through and got them some chicken nuggets from McDonald's, which I don't normally do, but you know, I knew we had a lot of running to do. And... Um, so I give Matthew his, and he's like, well, Mama, I don't really want these. And I said, Matt, well, Mommy's going away tonight, and I won't be back until tomorrow afternoon, and there's no guarantee that Daddy will feed you while I'm gone. 
And he ate those chicken nuggets so fast. <laughs> that is great. He really thought that was the last thing he was going to eat. It was cute. Sweet. All right. So anyway, let's talk about Lost now. Let's do that. In fact, um, tonight is totally unscripted, but we do have some things set up. I've actually, I have actually put our audio clips in a certain order. Uh, we're going to do... Um, some lost listener feedback from the voicemail line. A lot of people realized that we had to cancel the live show on Talk Shoe on Friday night at the last minute. We didn't minute. have to. Well, I was still going to call. Chose, I know. And I chose to do it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, Don't blame it on me. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> I know it wasn't. I wanted to spend some time with the kids and that was important to me. So anyway, they had heard that we were canceling the show so we got a lot of voicemails in. Okay. We're going to cover some of those. And at the very last minute, uh, we just put out on Twitter that, hey, we're getting ready to go into the studio. Anybody wants to come to Talk Shoe, come in to Talk Shoe. Uh, we're recording this. So we have several individuals on the live line here, too. And they can request yep. a talk at any point in the show. So yes. just hit the request a Please talk do. button. Stephanie has the ability to unmute you at any time if you do request and a I talk. And I now know that it is the white mouse, not the black mouse. That's that, right. That I need to I think I can figure it out. All right. And so let's go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about Mikhail. Who are you? I said, who are you? He's the guy who shot Saeed. Kate told us he lived out in that station. Lock blew up. He's another. I thought Lock killed that guy with the electro fence thingy. You've got five seconds to talk. Why fire this gun, brother? It's a flare. That's a flare gun. And how do you think it'll feel? Taking a flare to the chest at this range. As your friend pointed out, I already died once this week. I already, I've reached my limit of dying. he's a cat. His weekly death limit has been exceeded. So <laughs> you think he's a cat? I gotcha. So the thing is, is was Which, he dead? Does he know that he died, or did, did he know that he would die? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> because he was so. Do you? Re- I mean, do you just? Do you remember his? He was very nonchalant about them and whether they were going to kill him or not. And um, does he not have the ability to die? That's a little too heroes for me. Well. That that just is he came just to not me. really there at all? Maybe he's just a figment of their imagination. That could be. So I mean, because there, you know what? That actually goes right along with something else he said. Listen to this. She's fine. Keep the wound as clean as you can. She should be better in a day. A day. A lung was punctured. On this island, the rules are a bit different. Maybe a day and a half. Maybe, maybe a, a day and a half. I know, her lung was punctured. <laughs> oh, you're right. Well, maybe a day and a half. <laughs> he so, was foaming at the mouth. I mean... He was, but... I mean... But we've seen people die. We have seen people die. And I'm not saying that people can't die. But it, is there a point where... I, I don't know how to say this. I mean, Charlie was technically dead. Was he not? Um, he was dead, and they, and Jack resuscitated him. Remember, okay. pounding him on the chest, right. he came back to life. I, I, I personally believe okay. that baby Aaron was dead upon impact. Right, you impact. said that. 
and that and that she had not felt baby Aaron. And after being on the island for, for a certain a day, for, for a, a day. day, about a day, uh huh. And exactly. So, okay. so uh, we're going to check out what Eric has to say right now. Okay, go ahead. Or did you want to finish your thought? No, go ahead, because Eric might go ahead and say something interesting, and we'll go off of that. Okay, go ahead, Eric. I think the interesting thing is that maybe there is a point of no return on death, but what if there is this thing going on? Where okay, Eric, you're, Eric's on he the faded. shoe. <laughs> He's on the shoe uh, phone. It was too loud earlier. I know. Okay, try try it one more time. What if they're burying people too quickly? Mm. Yes. Okay. A point of no return, and they're burying people too quickly. I I, I think that that is definitely a possibility. I. What if? Is that you, the whole point of burying um, burying what you call it alive? Apollo and Nikki. Yeah. I don't know. Burying people too quickly. So, but they they were a different situation. They were never technically dead or but I I like that I like that theory of the okay. having, you know, the point of no return. Uh but if you would have given them time. But that the only thing that doesn't make sense is I don't think this this is true for everybody in every scenario because certainly the women are dying on the island. Right. So I do believe it's possible to die on this island. So it's not necessarily that. My thinking, however, though, is that Mikhail was never dead. Right. They, uh, I mean, they didn't. They decided they saw him, you know, foam at the out, mouth and bleed from the ears. And they went over the fence, not through it. They never checked to see if he was well, dead or not. I don't remember. And, and I'd like to ask people in the chat room or whatever. Did they check his pulse? Because even if even if they checked his pulse. Does that mean he was dead? Because there are certain drugs that people can well, take. Fred, do you want to talk or not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> okay, go, take Fred first. Okay. But, and, and go ahead and unmute Fred and I'll, let me finish this thought. Okay, hold but, on, Fred. But there are some drugs that people can take that will even stop their heartbeat. Yes, I know. And I, maybe he had the opportunity to take one of these, this drug, kind of like in Romeo and Juliet. Do you remember that? Scenario. I've never seen Romeo. Well, I I never seen it either. I've never read it. I never read it either. I read the Cliff's Notes. I've never heard of Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) I've heard of them. (laughs) But but one of them drinks this potion to make so, and then the other person saw that he. I think she. The other one actually dies though, right? Yes, and she ends up killing herself. I think, and then he wakes up to find that she's dead. I think that's how that goes. But anyway, but but. And and I think twenty four didn't they use that potion on yes, Jack Bauer like mm-hmm. in fifteen different seasons of twenty four? Um, <laughs> so no, we saw it on Alias. They used it exactly. on Marvin Sloan. So so I think it had maybe something to do I with miss that. Alias. I don't know. Okay, go ahead, Fred. What do you want to say? Okay. Well, uh, the reason I canceled is you guys covered pretty much what I was going to say. Okay. Because I I think we all assumed and the um, you know uh, Lock Kate. And um, Saeed assumed that he was dead. Uh, but in fact, it was probably a serious injury that was quickly healed, relatively quickly healed by the island. I don't think he did anything additional in terms of uh, taking any, you know, uh, drugs to slow his metabolism or anything. That really wasn't necessary. It, they didn't even want to touch him. I, that makes sense. Yep. I think that makes perfect sense. And uh, did Kim still want to say something? I don't know. Kim, you still want to say something? Go ahead and unmute her and ask her if she wants to say something. Hey, Kim, did you have anything you wanted to add? No, I don't have anything. Fred covered it. Okay, okay. very cool. So, so Where'd she go? Good grief. You can't hop around like that. When I- <laughs> 
Stephanie's getting used to the uh, the interface there. Anyway, um, let's continue on with the uh, Mikhail clips because okay. I think he was very uh, and he was a very integral. So I want to know: Is he going to go out and look for his people now that they're gone and he's alive? And so many questions. I don't know. That is a good question. But let's let's go to this one here. Listen to this. What else do you know about this woman? Did she have anything on her besides the flare gun? Just a book. Fancy radio phone thingy. Does it work? Like I tell you. One of you must help. The rest clear the way. I need space. You know, I still so. What did she say? Thank you. She said thank you for helping me. She said, Neostoso, which means I'm not alone. Correct. That is what she said. Okay. And we know that because Dudu Moraha, I believe, um, who is one of our, I guess, Portuguese speaking individuals uh, that listens to our show, uh, had emailed me that. And so. Thank you, sir. I think Man. that is a huge. I mean, of course, we knew that she didn't say thank you for helping me. But anyway, I think that it's important to know that she's not alone. And could it be, could it be that the person that she is with is Penelope? It could be. Who do you think it is? Do you think, do you think Penelope's on the island? Possibly? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. And then, of course, there is there is one other. Uh, remember, there was the point that was her speaking Portuguese. Yeah, and she spoke a couple other languages. She spoke, also. She spoke uh, Italian. She spoke Italian and she spoke Spanish. Uh, and this is came in. This is, came in uh, from Mike from Italy. But didn't Jorge Jorge translated the Spanish? Right? Yes, he did. Okay. And uh, basically, and and he said the same thing. Jorge came up with the same thing. But this is from Mike from Italy. Why don't you go ahead and read the the thing there? As you requested. Okay. Hello, Cliff. As you requested, the Italian words from Naomi spoke, uh, that Naomi spoke are, yeah, whatever she said, um, (laughs) which equals help me, I'm dying, um, which is the same thing she said earlier in Spanish, and then he quotes the Spanish. Best regards, Mark, Mike from Italy. Okay. So, she said the same thing in two different languages. Okay, so we do it, and and of course, if you look at them, they're really close. They are very close, which I mean, a lot of languages are pretty close. So anyway, um, very cool. We appreciate you guys helping us to uncover that. But the fact that she is not alone, I I can barely speak my own native language. And, but I, I just think that that's exciting to hear, you know, because when people were upset that we were so upset with them bringing in Paolo and Nikki, okay? I'm sorry, with them bringing in Rodrigo Santoro and Kylie Sanchez, okay? okay. I was I was excited. Do you remember? Cause I, was, we, I wasn't. We, we did... We did My Crazy Life, di- the Disney trip. Yeah, we met the guy and the... We, we met some guys from Brazil... In the Pizza Planet. In the Pizza Planet. Uh, the day that USA broke the news that... That there would Rodrigo be a, was going to be... Exactly. And so, these, the it was, I guess, the so- big World Cup games were going on. 
uh, somewhere in the world, and every everybody that was from a country that was representative was wearing their their they jerseys. Had their jerseys. So right. these guys were from, from Brazil, and I said, "Hey, are you guys from Brazil?" And they said, "Yeah." I said, "Have you ever heard of?" Or I said, "Do you guys watch Lost?" And they said, "Yeah." I said, "Did you hear?" that uh, there's a Brazilian actor that's going to be on the show now. And they said, really? And they said, who's that? And I said, uh, some guy named Rodrigo Santoro. And they said, oh, really? And they were really excited and, and stuff like that. And um, they had mentioned that he's the Tom Cruise of, right. of Brazil. And so this and so we were very excited about this. We podcasted about it. And we did. We podcasted about it and told about how excited we were. Well, we, weren't but, a, we weren't upset with them being added to the show. Exactly. We were upset with the way they were added to the show. Exactly. And we still are to this day. And the question is... And that's not the actor's fault. No, it's not. And and they, I feel very bad for Rodrigo Santoro and Kylie Sanchez mm-hmm. because they, their characters sucked on Lost. They were, uh, they were completely 100% unnecessary. Iconic figures. I'm sorry, Lost producers, David L- Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse. I don't think so. Okay? Just my not-so-humble opinion on that one. <laughs> but anyway, can't, can't, how do you bring in characters to the island? I would have had no problem whatsoever with them pulling a Kylie Sanchez out of that parachute suit. Right. And having the I'm not alone person be uh, Rodrigo Santoro. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want to know how you can bring in people to Lost? That's the way. That's the way. Don't sit there and bring in uh-huh. some kind of hot, hunky guy from Brazil <laughs> and some busty chick that looks really hot in her little bikini top and, and then all of a sudden say that we just haven't noticed them until now and that Sawyer never noticed Yeah, Nikki. Hello? I don't think so. So anyway, that that's just my thought. Okay. What, how did we get here? I, you took us here. I have no idea. Okay, so that was what did she say? Now there is the whole question, what do we do with this guy? I did as I promised. She will live. You can't seriously be considering letting him just go. go. Are you kidding? He's one of them. So what would you have me do, Charlie? We've got to make a stretcher and carrier. How are we going to do that and bring a prisoner? Give me some rope. I'll take responsibility. Hold on. Hold Jen, it's all right. Jen, Let him go. Let him go. Fawn. You stole this? E.T. How could you respect me if I didn't try? How about I take your other eye? Would you respect that? Sorry. Charlie! Charlie! Hey, let him go. This is a mistake. We can't keep letting these people go. We gave them our word. We gave them our word. Okay, so Charlie w- didn't want to let him go. Kind of right. like, kind of like Pharaoh didn't want to let the Egyptians go. <laughs> All right, so that was bad. Anyway, um, now as far as Charlie is concerned, Charlie's got a little chip on his shoulder. Well, of course, rightfully so. I think I'd have a chip on my shoulder too. And what what did uh, I, I? It's like I'll take your other eye out. You know, <laughs> I like that. But listen to this. You can't trust them, you know. What's that? The others, the one you let go. Be back tomorrow with five of his mates. Should have killed him. Charlie, uh, tight. Oh, okay. You know, brother. By my count, you've killed more of them than they've killed of you. They started it. <laughs> just because one comes traipsing back with Jack like and Kate doesn't mean that we can trust them now. 
They started it. That is probably one of the best Charlie lines that's, out there. Th- that's such a... That's right up there with, what are you going to do? Hit me with your Jesus, Jesus stick? stick? That's They great. started it. You know, they did. They struck him from a tree. <laughs> they did. Whether Ethan was acting alone or not, to Charlie, that was a group con- um, collaboration. Absolutely. You know, he yep. has issues. I would have issues too. Well, okay. So, how do we feel about Mikhail? I, obviously, Charlie doesn't He's trust creepy. him. He is creepy, but I like this character. Yeah, you like them all. Traitor. I do, no, I, I, but I like him specifically. Traitor. You like Tom. You like Ben. You like Juliet. You like. You are such a traitor. <laughs> I can no longer sit here next to you. That is just not true. I'm going to take my microphone and go to the other side of the wall. <laughs> that would be cool. We'd have like separate studios. <laughs> that would be really nifty. And then I could like put a, like a Ustream camera over there. Only no. Ustream's not going to work. <laughs> no. All right. So anyway, um, yeah. So I like Mikhail. I I think that he's an intriguing character. I don't know how much of his story is true. I happen to believe that a lot of the things he says is true, as far as what he shared with Saeed and Kate. But obviously he's lied about a couple things so a couple a couple things so i think it was cool that he healed this girl he didn't have to you know what he i'm didn't saying heal her uh, okay he okay he was a field med- he didn't have to save her okay can i say that you can say that you'll let but me he, say that i will let you say that but he did not heal her okay so he saved her and he didn't have to okay cool we're, we're good to go mm-hmm. do you think he's off looking for the other person uh, he could be. Do you think maybe he thinks there might be another sat phone? I, I can't imagine him carrying know. around two sat phones, though. All right, so Edith Baker wants to come into the room. Yes. And Stephanie's going to go ahead and unmute her now. So, Edith, we're glad to have you on the live show. What do you got to add to the conversation here? Hello, Edith. I can, I can barely hear her We back can there. just barely hear you, Edith. All right, we'll try Edith okay. in a little bit. Uh, she's having some audio issues you right now. <gasps> Did I touch your mouth? My mouth. I'm so sorry for touching your mouth. Just don't hit me in the back of the head, okay? We need a partition. <laughs> <laughs> we need a glass partition. We need it. It will keep Cliff from being hurt. <laughs> well, and that's probably all it'll do. All righty. So let's see here. Let's go on to our next okay. clip. Okay. Now, they basically save Naomi's life, mm-hmm. and they get a little bit of... I don't of like in- this clip. They get a little bit of information from her. Where am I? Take it easy. You just had a giant brain. Where am I? I don't know. You're on an island. Are you here to rescue us? Are there more of you? Can you make your phone work? Who are you? Hugo Reyes. I crashed here on Oceanic Flight 815. A bunch of us survived... Is that why you're here? Were you looking for us? 815. Flight 815. The one from Sydney. Yeah. No. That's not possible. Yeah, I know. It wasn't easy, but we found food. No. And the hatch. No, flight 815. They... They found the plane. There were no survivors. Okay, so it's a setup. They found the plane. Tell me about the setup. What do you I, mean? I, I think that that's a setup. I think that if they were brought there in, um, see, to me that clip would suggest that they were brought there intentionally 
and that they've set it up to make it look like they all died, and that, so they won't be looked for. Okay. I slightly disagree. That's fine. Uh, the only po- the only point that I disagree on is that that clip makes it appear that they've that they made intentionally brought the people to the island. I or they I, were intentionally kept there. I think they're definitely in, intentionally being kept there. That that to me see, is seemingly obvious. Okay, but not that they orchestrated the plane to crash on the island. That that's not real. What I mean, I, okay. I mean that they were intentionally being kept there. Yes, and they were. And they so were, you know, Ben runs out of his little house and he sees it break apart in the sky, and he makes a phone call and says, "Exactly." And know, and he says he goes military intelligence. Exact. That's exactly it. And, that's what I mean. And they say, "Listen, the plane is here on our island. You must cover this up." And so that's where they go and make it appear that the plane has crashed somewhere else, and they. Uh, say that everybody has has died. Right. So go ahead okay. and unmute. So I'm going to try Edith again. Okay, and she takes just a second to unmute because she's yeah. hearing. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, there that you go. so much better. Well, if I don't put my mouthpiece in my mouth, it's very hard to hear me. <laughs> well, we're glad to hear you, Edith. What do you have to add to our conversation this evening? Okay, I think, I don't think they crashed there but on purpose, but I don't think they were going to go to their destination at all. Do you remember on the pilot? The pilot told them, just before he died, we were 1,000 miles off course. There's no way the electromagnetic force could have pulled them 1,000 miles. They were already going out of the way. Then Desmond forgot to or didn't push the button, and they were pulled into the island. They fell apart, and they died. I think they were going to be taken somewhere else. Maybe they would have been selected and then taken to the island. Hmm, that it. Now, you know what, Edith, for that, I'm going to give you... It's an interesting theory. Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. I mean, that is that is a good theory, and uh, definitely, it seemingly has a lot That's to... That's because Edith doesn't work. I've been seeing her tweets, and she just does law stuff all day. Well, that's not true. Well, the thing is, is Edith has recovered from quite an ordeal of things, and... I know, I'm just... I know, you know. I was just making a joke. I wasn't trying to be all... <laughs> Edith, anyway, sorry, Edith. Edith. No. Apparently, Cliff doesn't like my... I, it's not that I don't like your joke. I just don't want people to, not, to know that she does work. And Maybe she doesn't want them to know her whole life. Uh, okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay. So, what I was going to say is that it, it does appear that these people all, all have a lot in common, and it seems that they were all kind of brought together... And and some things, maybe some of them seemingly were orchestrated to bring them together. And it's, I mean, it's clear as day that Claire and her baby was put on Oceanic 815. Richard Malkin after... Intentionally, on purpose. Richard Malkin had seen a change of heart by some kind of coercing of whoever's behind this whole thing to take all this protest about her not allowing her baby to be raised by another... And all of a sudden, you know, giving money to to make sure that sh- this baby's adopted and you have right. to take this plane. So I agree with you, Edith. There seemingly is enough evidence that clearly indicates that this these people were brought there on that plane and they were all headed for a different direction. But at the same time, the plane was unintentionally drawn to the island as a result of Desmond because there's no okay. way they could have predicted the exact And that's why moment. the list changed. You think? Mm-hmm. Okay. Based on Edith's theory, 
if they were going to be taken somewhere and selected to come to the island. Okay. But they never made it to their first destination. They were just all brought to the island. Then the list would change. Ah, that's an interesting theory. Thanks. But I don't get the clip. Oh, whatever. That's an interesting theory. Stephanie? That's okay. I'm totally distracted right now. And um, my mind is wandering because I just looked up and noticed that Jamie has entered and is now listening. And now I'm so I'm totally thinking about cake. (laughs) And she is baking cake tonight. Is she? Yes, she is cooking again. So anyway, um, I do want to bring up something not related to this episode for just a moment. Since we okay. just got a little bit of Hurley for there. For Mother's Day, I want a really big chocolate cake. Okay. Okay. I've got you. Okay. Note to self. All right. Um, she so made cookies, not cake. Somebody remind me on Mother's Day. Send me an email that t- says definitely Do wants not. If he cannot remember that on his <laughs> oh, own. Crap. All right. I'll tell my kids. They'll Send remember. Send me an email. I will tell my kids. They will remember. Okay. And they will squash your spirit if you don't get me a cake. They'll squash. They'll step on your spirit. You may think they're your kids, but they have you fooled. Oh, okay. You are tricked. So I want. So we we heard okay. we heard Hurley there. Yes. And we've heard a little bit about Jean, Jean, Jen, phone. Phone. Okay. And so the two of them made me remember last week's ghost story. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Well, I have. A translation of Jim's ghost story. <laughs> Do you want to hear what he said? Sure, go ahead. And the girl turned to the man who saved her and said, Thank God. I was afraid you were going to hook... I, I, let's see. I, I was afraid you were the hook man. And the man looked at the girl with a smile and said, Don't worry, little girl. My hook is still, still in, in your, your father's, father's head. <laughs> That's kind of creepy. <laughs> What kind of campfire stories is Jen telling? (laughs) He's probably telling stories that he had to act out for son's father. Oh, my God. That's kind of creepy. That is funny. Uh, You took my garbage can. I did take your garbage can because I have so many tags to cut off all the clothes that your mom bought the kids. All right. Well, let, so, let's talk about some other people on okay. the island in, for just a moment in our lost character analysis. Lost, lost character analysis. Stephanie, can we talk about Jack? We can talk about Jack. What do you want to know about Jack? Do you think we can trust him? What do you think happened to Jack while he was with the others? Since he's been back, he seems different. He says that he was pretty much a prisoner, and the only reason why he cooperated is because he thought they'd let him off the island. Do you believe him? Why wouldn't I? He came to me, asking about my pregnancy. Well, what would that have anything to do with what if? What if the others want my baby? He's been there alone for over a week. How do we know he isn't working with them? How do we know he isn't working with them? Do you think he's working with them? he's Jack. So you trust him? (laughs) Stephanie? Can you trust anybody on this show? I mean, come on. I think you can trust Juliet. I think... (laughs) (laughs) You better hope for that glass partition. Um... I trust Jack. 
Okay. I do. I think that he's speaking out of concern for Sun, not out of wanting to steal her baby for the others. You don't. I I still think I honestly I still think when he told Juliet a couple episodes back that um, he will stand up for her, he will defend her. But if if he finds her betraying them or whatnot, he will. You know. I think I think Jack is an unwilling accomplice. An unwilling accomplice. Yes. I'll buy into that. I I believe that Jack... But unwilling. Yes. He he is an accomplice to what's going on. And Jack is somewhat to blame for allowing Juliet to be a part of... Because he's overly trusting? Exactly. So I don't think... I think that you can't trust Jack because you can't trust Jack's intuition into who Juliet is. I, I, I will buy that. Okay. So by Jack... Forcing everybody or convincing to everybody that Juliet is okay to allow her to stay and she's one of us. In essence, he has already done something to betray the the people because okay. it, it's clear that while Juliet maybe does not have very much like for Ben, she is definitely worth- she's a willing participant. She, she is. In fact, here's a clip to go along with that. Ben, it's 6 a.m. on Saturday morning. Quan is pregnant. The fetus is healthy and was conceived on island with her husband. He was sterile before they got here. I'm still working on getting samples from the other women. I should have Austin's soon. I'll report back when I know more. I hate you. Ooh. Yeah, should have left it running. I think she should have. If she would have said it while the tape was still running, I might buy it. But no, I. I you didn't let me finish. Okay, you go never, ahead. Never, ever, ever, ever let me finish. Go ahead. I don't know what I was going to say now. Whatever. <laughs> you are so giving me a hard time. <sighs> you deserve it. I do. So anyway, what was I going to say? Um, Juliet hates Ben. And, she does and, hate Ben, and, and and you know she is doing. I think she is doing. He won't let her go. She is doing whatever it takes to get off this island. She and is. right now that means she's working. I want to see ben. how she's going to get a, a sample from Kate. Yeah, that's going to be. I interesting. mean, uh, that that's going to be one heck of a fun cat fight to watch. No, I don't think it's going to be a cat fight. I think no, that it's Juliet's gonna be sneaky going sneaky and devious. And no, exactly sneaky and devious. But I think what she's going to do. Is she's going to pretend that she needs blood draws from everybody, and I think uh, I, I think she's gonna she's gonna work her magic, work her deceiving, lying, what? nasty, well, can't be trusted magic. Okay, so here's the situation, right? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, so she doesn't. So Sun doesn't trust Jack. But she, yeah. But she'll walk off into the woods. I walk off into Juliet. the jungle with Juliet, and then follow her into a dingy, dark corridor, and then follow her into a hidden chamber stuck behind some lockers. I mean, hello, son. What's up with that? Creepy. <laughs> you crashed here ninety days ago. The baby was conceived about eight weeks ago, so fifty-three days. got pregnant on the island 
I am sorry. I'm so sorry, son. I will do everything that I can. It's Jins. It's Jins. It's Jins. Or Michaels. Which, excuse me, I said all along. It could be Michaels. You just, you know. <laughs> it could be Michaels. I called it way back when. You called it. I'll give that one to you. They said you would find out in this episode. They did you say that. found out in this episode. They did say that. And you're right. All right. That so, is what is that that is a call. Okay? Right. It months is. Months and months and months and months and months and months and months ago. So you know, like last week when she found out she was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the situation, okay? Um son obviously now is faced with the dilemma of of how she feels about the fact that number one, she's excited that Jin is the father. But number two, that now that she knows women conceived on the island, con- who conceive on the island, will only live at most up to or through the second trimester, not even making she, it yeah. to the third. Supposedly she has two months, which really means she'll finish this series. So Sun has, so listen to this. Sun has, I heard you. And Sun had gone from... What she had gone from not trusting Jack to obviously not trusting Juliet to the point where now she says, So, how long do I have? Most of the women made it into the middle of their second trimester, nobody made it to their third. That gives me two months. I am. Very happy the baby's chins. You gave me good news, Juliet. It was my pleasure, son. Now, see, that to me, I'm sorry. I know that she is doing something during this week. She has a plan. She's been sent there by Ben to do something. But I have to believe that this whole, I really want to tell you... Because I want to give somebody good news again. I believe that was real. I believe that I do was too. The, and I believe that was the real heart of Juliet. I do too. So Juliet's a good person. No. How do you not put Because those she's to, still deceiving them. But she's doing it because she needs off the island. I she understand go, that. But she just, wants to okay. go see her little what, nephew or niece or nephew. what? Nephew. Julian. Okay. You, you Let's remember see what that. Kim has to say because right. I'm gonna Go ahead. Kim, what do you got? Hey, guys. So here's my question. I want to find out if Sun is going to go back to the camp and tell everybody what Juliet told her, that all of the, anybody who gets pregnant on the island will die, so maybe she can instruct all of the so-called couples at the camp to stop getting it on. To stop getting it on. <laughs> that is great. Uh, I you know no the, because that would break a commandment and son would have to share information exactly so that ain't gonna happen but anyway that 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 is interesting to to think but I I just want to say that what, why do you think I mean do you think she's wrong for doing what she's doing to make it off the island to get off the island so she can go see her sister I mean she she agreed to come there for a set number of years she has met that requirement she, well and she is 
met that requirement and now she just wants to go home. And she believes the only way to get home is to do whatever her job is to do that that in this one week period of time. Okay. It's still wrong. Now, see, I would say what Michael did was wrong by killing um, Libby. Was it Libby? Mm -hmm. It's been so long ago. Not so sure it was wrong to kill Anna Lucia, but (laughs) I'm still working on that one. Uh, But anyway... The the Libby part, you know, I believe that, that that was totally okay. Both of them, you shouldn't kill people. They, they could have just anyway. I just don't feel too bad about Anna Lucia not being on there. But anyway, here, here Stephanie, look at me. So here's the situation, okay? Um, Michael was doing. I mean, if you take away, do you really want me to talk about Michael? No. <laughs> If Michael, my, if you take away, let's just say Michael wasn't a complete nut job and didn't and didn't kill the two people that he killed, but okay. instead did find a way to lead the individuals that he was supposed to lead to the others after seeing Walt. Did he see Walt yet? Or did I they, don't know. I can't remember. I don't, I've blocked all that out. But anyway, it, if he was promised that he would get his son back and they could leave the island if he brought those individuals back over to this side. Do you think that's wrong? I mean, obviously, doing killing two people, that was stupid. Don't negotiate with terrorists. Well... <laughs> let's see what Edith has to say. All right, let's see what Edith has to say. Edith, do you think that Juliet's a good person or a bad person? I think Juliet is a very, very... Um She's not good, she's not bad, but she's stuck. She's in a catch-22. She's damned if she does, she's damned if she doesn't. Because if she doesn't do anything, they could do something to her sister. That was obvious that they knew exactly where her sister lived. And I, don't, I think she knows enough about the others, what they can and will do. And she wants to go home. So Ben says, get me the babies. That's what she's going to do. Right. I you know, so... Is I that, think this, this is what this show is about, about the gray. We, we do see the black and whites, but then people are in turmoil because there's some shades of gray in there. I, I think you're absolutely right. In fact, um, that, that does seem to be, you know, is, is it okay to do this if is it's not okay to do this? What, you know, what are the boundaries when there is no law, when there is no authority figure? To new sheriff it, There's a new sheriff in town, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you're you're right. It, this this is a show talking about the gray areas, but still, I I have to say, in my own opinion, Juliet is a good person. I've not seen anything from her that says to me she's evil. I mean, is she? Deceptive? She's not evil, but there's no reason she's that she really... couldn't. Go. I mean, she has dra- Jack's trust. Yes. There's no reason that she can't go to him and say, "I'm stuck." I think there is because Jack's not a good liar. Juliet, good liar. I know. Jack, not so good. She can go to Kate. Kate? Kate's a good liar. I don't know. She, well, the, first of all, she's going to have to tell Kate something when she comes to get a sample from her. Kate, Kate and her, not so close. No, they're not. <laughs> uh, anyway. But, I mean, do you, I just think that there's another way that she could try. I don't think she has exhausted all of her options. Okay. I, I would say, okay, that, that perhaps there are some other options she's not pursuing. 
But is she pursuing them because she doesn't want to take any chances? I mean, I've I've told you from from the very beginning that I don't like her because she is deceptive. But I don't think that that is who she really is. The whole Saeed asking her who she was. You don't remember me talking about that? Uh-huh. And her questioning who she has become since she's been on this island. Since she's been under the thumb of the others. Okay. I don't think that she likes who she's become. But the fact is, is that's who she is now. I gotcha. Or that's who she is still portraying herself to be. And I wonder... And that is... I wonder if that's just not her doing that to save... I didn't say it wasn't. Okay, I gotcha. I didn't say it wasn't. All I said was I don't like it. Okay. Very good. Her. Well, that's all the clips that I have for this week's show. Okay. And we have some listener feedback, and I'd like to do some listener feedback. We haven't really brought this entire segment into our show in quite some time. So we haven't. Let's go ahead and do that. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Michelle from Texas. I'm calling about the recent Jen and Son episode, which I enjoyed. Had a couple of questions I'm sure you guys will discuss. Why is it that the folks do things that really isn't a good idea, i.e. Son went with Juliet to some place to find out about her baby when she clearly did not trust Juliet? Why would you go by yourself? I guess it's you have to trust the devil to get the information that you want. And the other question I had was with the other group, with Desmond and everything, why was Desmond so quick to trust Mikhail? I mean, they filled in the gaps of who this guy was based on, oh, Kate told us blah, blah, blah. But, again, he trusted somebody that he really didn't know. Just good questions. And my last comment is, a while back when they were first arguing or discussing, you know, who the father of son of the baby was, I think I wrote an email that said I really felt like it was Jen based on the time that when she first had those pregnancy symptoms, which were not when they first crashed, but a few weeks later when she would have, I remember that email. Jen on the she island. Did call, she called so, it. Kind of glad to know that he is the father. That apparently the island can heal more than just cancer. Apparently, and it gives another drama to play out. If she has sixty days or so to live, which is probably two years of episode time, how or what can they do to fix that problem and save her life? So good episode. Can't wait to hear the podcast. Take care. Bye bye. Ow. Totally missed the last half of her voicemail. <laughs> It's because you're throwing stuff at me. Where's that glass partition when you need it? So, I, th- I think she called I think, it. I think the podcast studio is going to get an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. You know what? We need banjos. <laughs> we could do dueling banjos. <laughs> you're a nut. Why did, why did Sun go when she obviously didn't trust? Well, that's because it's television. And, and, and we just heard that in the, in the sermon today about, you know, she in the horror me. movies. It's Not like, even in the horror movie, in any good movie. Yeah. Where, where. It's like, you think they're dead. The good guy and the bad guy, they fight through the whole, through the whole movie. And the bad guys usually got the upper hand. And then it comes to the last fight. And, um, you know, the, suddenly the good guy prevails. He gets new momentum and beats the crap out of the bad guy and you think he's laying there dead and so the good guy sits down next to him and you're sitting there and you're going get up get up no run run and 
sure enough, the hand reaches out and grabs an ankle or a yep. leg or a, you know. And that's and, and that's why Sun goes. And that's why Sun goes. It's because it makes for good TV. Yeah. Only it didn't turn out too it bad did. for her. It didn't turn out too Except bad for Except for the her. fact that now she's totally trusting Juliet. Turned out really Juliet. good for me and calling it. Yes, it did. Hello, this is Peter from California again. I'm calling about the show that we had last night. Really good show, I thought. Uh, a lot of development. And I was thinking about the whole thing of them finding another plane. And, well, I think that the best exp- explanation is the easiest explanation in that Dharma staged the uh, crash, so uh, the a fake crash site, so that no one would go looking for the island. And the reason why I be- believe that they did that is, is that they actually want the uh, Losties to be there. And they've sent Juliet to take blood tests of them, and I think that what they want to find out is what's actually going on when someone goes pregnant. And they've got all these samples things. Men are extremely virile from what they said, so the chances of getting pregnant are really high. And anyone that knows anything about what happens during stressful situations, uh, uh, blackouts, uh, war, and everything else, there's usually a high birth rate because people make love. And that's uh, what I think is going on with the airplane crash and with the survivors, that they're just one experiment project right now for the others. The other thing that I was thinking about was the whole thing with the uh, gal that parachuted down. And I don't think that she's there for Desmond. And I started thinking about the whole thing. How come would that guy show up when he showed up? And I think that they lost touch with the uh, mainland when the the big uh, impulse thing or whatever, when the hatch imploded and that it was simply a case of them trying to get uh, outside communication back onto the island, the, which means that the phone that they have, the uh, satellite phone. I think that the picture has to do with that uh, they uh, started to get some information on Desmond and that uh, they that it was just some information for them so for them to play a mind game. Okay, I have to cut that one short because it is getting a little long. Uh, but, you know, uh, that that's interesting theory. As far as the... If pl- he's been... Uh, no, I'm going to disagree with what he was saying right there at the end because if Desmond was in the hatch for three years, they already have all the information they need on him. Right. And and so here here's my thing. I think he was right on the plane. He kind of agreed with the fact that you know the the plane was there, and they used that to cover up. I don't know that it's necessarily Dharma. Okay. I think Dharma is kind of defunct in a way, okay. and maybe that it has more to do with Whitmore and, and okay. industries and and stuff like that. I so, think they're closer to mainland than they think they are. I think so because the whole um, Naomi came in on a helicopter. Exactly, but I do believe, without any shadow of a doubt, or that, the appearance that of a Naomi was there looking for Desmond. And uh, looking back at that episode, it clearly was not the photo. It was like a color scanned and printed out copy of the photo. So it wasn't the actual photo. And so she was obviously there in a search party for Desmond. 
She said his name. Exactly. So here is the next audio feedback. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Amanda calling from Michigan, hopefully being less tongue-tied this time. I just wanted to say I really enjoyed the way you did your initial reaction podcast. I was just sitting at home watching Lost thinking, I wonder what Cliff and Stephanie have to say about it, and I should call the listener line, and then you're able to take some of the calls. That was really neat. Um, It's Saturday, so clearly it's too late to call the listener line, but hey, I was just wondering if anyone else thought that the show's starting to get a little obvious. I, too, like Stephanie, knew within three seconds that was Jen's mother. Stephanie said that she knew that. I I would agree that she could figure it out. Anyway, um, the show's still great. It still loads better than anything else that's been on television lately. Um, but I'm wondering if there's not something huge that's going to come in the season finale that's totally going to blow our mind and isn't going to be obvious. I'm really looking forward I to it. So. Um, I still can't get a good read on Juliet, and I think that's exactly what the writers want. So maybe she's an example of something that's not too obvious. Um, anyway, I'm looking forward to the next show. Have a great night. Bye. I feel I feel like for the first time, I definitely have the read on Juliet. I, I really believe I understand who she is now that I have her full backstory. And, but anyway... Um, as far as the... It's never too late to call listener line. Th- yeah, that's exactly what I want to say. You can call... There are two phone numbers for us now. Um, and... Good luck keeping that straight. Yeah, well, anyway, if you go to gspn.tv, it has, you know, we and your encouraging feedback keeps us going, and it's, and it's got the phone number for our listener line. That's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and the phone number... And, and the listener line is strictly voicemail, so when you call... It doesn't ring the house here. It doesn't do anything. It just goes straight to voicemail. You can call anytime, day or night. And that phone number is area code 859-795-4067. Okay, now, what she's talking about, and for those of you who haven't listened to our initial reaction podcast, Stephanie and I have a studio cam that is available to view um, Sometimes. sometimes when we're in the studio, except for when Ustream isn't working like it isn't tonight. But anyway, what happened was we actually have audio and video that this camera takes and it streams it live to gspn.tv, the studio cam. And we have a telephone line that goes directly into the studio, which is just one digit difference. And that's area code 859-795-4057. That's the old listener line number. And so when we're doing... The initial reaction, even though we're not on talk shoe, what we ask people to do if occasionally is that if you want to give us your initial reaction to the show, or if I'm in the studio doing something and I have you know some free time to chat with folks, I can give them the studio line, which rings here directly into the studio. And then, of course, if I don't pick it up after three rings, it just gives you a long message that says, uh, don't leave your voicemail here. Call the 4067. Uh, I'm confused. I know. Good luck with that. Anyway, moving so, right along. Wait, wait. Oh, oh, before, oh. You, before you hit that. Okay, go. I want to say, so just because Amanda didn't tell anybody that she knew that that was Jen's mom, does that mean that she wasn't right either? No, she knew, and Rachel says that she knew, and so I guess you guys are just brilliant. Thank you. Hey, Cliff. This is Eric Finn from Indiana. I just want to leave a message and say that I believe that DOC stands for Date of Confusion, because what the heck is Mikhail doing alive? 
I believe it has something to do with the major mystery of the island and the whole thing with Ben being shocked that he had cancer and all that. Something to do with healing. Anyways, that's all for now. Bye. Hi, this is Stephanie. This is Anna in Portland, Oregon. I just wanted to call and say, Stephanie, if Juliet had to undo son's pants and zipper, it would have been a different kind of show. <laughs> also, um, I really thought it was cool when Juliet said, I hate you at the end of that little message she left on the tape recorder. And I mean, it just kind of, I don't think she's all bad. I think maybe that that shows a different side. Well, not a different side, but something a little deeper about what's going on with her and Ben. Anyway, love your podcast. Thanks. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Jeff calling from Tulsa. And I just called to uh, say I can't let Stephanie's hypocrisy go on any longer. It started back in season one when she was so vehemently hateful towards Charlie for being, quote, a liar, unquote. Have you gone back and listened to that episode lately? Yep. I did not then, and I still don't know what made such a dramatic change in uh, her opinion of him because he was still, after all, a liar. But it does go towards my point. Early this season, uh, you strongly stated that your disdain for Ben was for being a liar, and now you have an obviously seething hatred for Juliet for being a liar as well. Wednesday, Cliff asked you what Juliet had done to deserve such hatred, and you just changed the subject, saying, well, let's see who's calling. Come on, Steph. You forgave Charlie. Why can't you give them the benefit of the doubt until you Charlie know the changed. whole story? Especially Juliet, who is obviously under duress. And besides, she hates Ben, so she can't be all bad, right? <laughs> uh, so either lighten up on Ben and Juliet or get back to hating Charlie as well. Not a Love chance. the podcast and Stephanie's Grace podcast. Keep them up. Thank you. Jeff. Okay. So I, I have to say that in my defense that Charlie has shown redeeming qualities. He has. That we have not yet seen in Juliet or Ben. And I will say that um, to, to um, stick along with my... I'm, I'm past ready. statement that I'm ready. I will continue to hate all others for the duration of season three. She has so to. Even if, even if they change in the next three or four episodes, I will stick to my guns and hate them until the opening of season four. <laughs> she she made that vow. I made that vow early the, on, and you, I plan to keep it. <laughs> even she, I'll even tell you, you must live with my hi- hypocrisy for. A, le- a couple a, more weeks, a, anyway. a little bit longer. Because she she said, even if the writers do make me like them, I will, I will not, not tell admit, you. I will not admit it. <laughs> so anyway, absolutely. I'll go ahead. Hi, no, Cliff and Steph. I was I was just gonna say that I was just gonna reiterate that Charlie um, had a, a redeeming episode. There there was a time when when he turned and around. I, he I, I think Juliet's had a redeeming episode. I don't think so. Not yet. I think so. But anyway. Whatever. Hi, Cliff and Steph. This is Uwe from Oslo, Norway calling. Norway? Yes, Norway, as in Scandinavia. Sweet! I really like your podcast. I usually listen to it when I'm walking for work. I'm a first-time caller. Uh, I just you. saw on your GSPN Twitter page that a live show tonight would be canceled. That's too bad. <laughs> well, I hope you do the show later anyway, even if, even if it means that it isn't live. Uh, I just wanted to share a theory of mine. When Juliet was at her Arat Aviation, as some call it, I seem to remember her making a comment to Richard saying something like, uh, I didn't know they had an airport out here. And Richard's reply was something like, I know, it surprises everyone. Uh, Juliet is obviously an educated and informed person, so I think she know about something that big. Uh, I mean, since 
she commented on it. And that made me think that what he really meant was something like, yeah, it's impressive that we've been able to hide an airport, isn't it? Hmm. And if you have an airport, maybe you have airplanes. And airplanes goes to other airports, right? I think I so. I mean, how big are Mitlow's bioscience? Do they have secret airports all over the world? If so, these guys are obviously well-funded. Maybe I'm taking this theory a bit far, but something big is going on. And during our last episode, when Naomi, who fell from the sky, uh, said to Hurley in a perfect English, a British accent, um, she said that there were no survivors from Flight 815. That made me think of this theory again. I mean, if I were to name a company that we know of that might be able to fake an airplane crash, Hurrah Aviation would be high up on my list. Well, just my two cents. Oh, one more thing. Is it just me, or are any of you able to see Richard Alpert as anything else than Luis Riviera, the guy from the TV series Suddenly Susan? Well, maybe I just need more screen time with him. All right, thank, talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you very much for calling for calling in from Norlet Way. And I was wondering what that plus four was on the uh, caller ID. Uh, so that must be the country code for Norway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that is so awesome. That was great feedback. And I will have to say he gets some of the... It's an interesting theory. For a lot of his comments. And, and yes, I think you're right. Aviation, I never thought about that. I never remembered those comments about... Uh, it surprises everyone that this airport's here. So that that's very interesting. Thanks for bringing that up. Hey, it's Steve from New Jersey. Listen, I just have one thing to say about Naomi. Okay, so Naomi comes to and she says to Hurley, after he says, you know, we're survivors, she's like, what? That That can't be. They found the plane. There were no survivors. Okay, so then my question is, what is Naomi doing there? Why is she there looking for, uh, you know, what's his name Desmond. on the island? Um, Penny's, uh, Penny's boyfriend. Um, you know, why is there a picture of him? Okay, Steve, um, I, I've listened to your comment before, and we're running low on time, but basically his question is, why would they send a rescue party for somebody if they knew the plane had crashed here's the answer the she was not there to search for the survivors of flight 815 she was there commissioned by penelope to look for desmond who was not on flight 815 desmond was there as a result of crashing his boat uh and being brought to the island because he was on this world uh, trip race race around around the world. world so and and that's why she would be there and I hope that answers your question for you. So last call of the day. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Chef Mark calling. And uh, sorry if it's a little bit noisy. I'm actually in the kitchen cooking. Um, but I'm just listening to your initial reaction podcast. And after I was on, you had Kim on, and you were talking about Juliet and the samples. And this is something that I didn't mention last night. Uh, when she talks about she's going to get a sample from Austin, you know, remember, uh, Kate and Sawyer had sex in the cage. And, and unless we didn't see it on camera, I don't oh. think that they were using condoms. So maybe, you know, they, the others kind of engineered that to happen as an experiment to see, well, if Austin conceives, maybe, you know, maybe they're going to 
try to see how many of these women they can get to conceive. And, uh, you know, if it just happens that they're having sex with other people on the island, then, uh, you know, all the better for the others. So that will be very interesting. She might actually be getting a, uh, a sample so that she can test to see if Kate uh, got pregnant from that. So uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. And? It's an interesting theory. All righty. And to top things off for listener feedback, uh, this is not necessarily listener feedback, but one of the listeners who has been around forever and going way back to the old days of the GSPN podcast um, is Eric Fisher. And he and his friend Rob have started their own podcast called We're Both Right. That would work here. Exactly, because I'm always right. So... uh, (laughs) Anyway, or that you think you are exactly. So I can't take it anymore and beat you. This is an excellent show, and I want to encourage all several thousands of you out there to at least give "We're Both Right" at least one listen. I think you'll love it. Here's a little promo for them. I'm right. No, I'm right. No, I'm right. We're We're both both right. right. I'm Eric Fisher. And I'm Rob Swingle. We're Both Right is a podcast like late night talk shows. Except we plug the movies and music because we can't get real celebrities. But that doesn't stop us from trying. Like Mr. T. I pity the fool that doesn't know I'm right. Or Tay Diggs. No, I'm right. Or Kermit the Frog. No, I'm right. Or Sean Connery. Yes, Money Penny. I'm right. Or Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) I'm right. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm the Rightinator and the Governator and someday your president. Yeah, and even Yoda. Mm, right, I am. Mm. And Batman. I'm Batman. I mean, I'm right. I'm right and Batman. And Mick Jagger. All right, we all use it. <laughs> this is Right, I'm right. I'm, I'm right. So if you like clean random humor, nerdy pop culture references, and TV, movie, and music reviews, go to bothright.com and subscribe. Was that right? Yeah, that's right. No, I'm right. No, I'm right. No, I'm right. I'm right. We're, We're both right. right. www.bothright.com. Don't you want to know? All everybody, this is the part of the show where if you do not like spoilers, not even the little preview of what's coming up next week on Lost, then this is the point in the show where you will want to turn off your iPod because we are now going to the preview from lost.about.com. The author of that website is Bonnie Koval, and here she goes. This is Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.About.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called The Brig and will be on this Wednesday at 10 p.m. on ABC. ABC's synopsis reads, A newly focused lock breaks away from the others in an attempt to persuade Sawyer to help rid them of a great nemesis that has caused nothing but pain in both of their lives. Meanwhile, a new island inhabitant discloses some shocking information about Oceanic Flight 815. What I got from this synopsis is that Locke wants to kill his father, Anthony Cooper, but that he won't be able to do it. He must have found out that his father is the original Sawyer and know how much Sawyer wants to get rid of him, so he goes to Sawyer for help. 
My prediction is that Anthony Cooper will still be alive by the time the episode ends. And the new island inhabitant, Parachute Girl, who we know from the credits is named Naomi, will disclose shocking information. Well, I don't know what can be more shocking than the information that Flight 815 was recovered and there was no survivors. The photos show Ben standing over Locke, Locke reading a folder, and Locke and Sawyer working together. For more information, read my guide and preview for The Brig and check out the photo gallery. This is Lost Away, Bonnie Koval for Lost.About.com. Thank you very much, Bonnie Koval, for that preview of next week's episode. Stephanie, that pretty much takes care of everything uh, for this week's episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast, the review of DOC. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. All right. So we will be back Wednesday night to do our uh, initial reaction podcast. And uh, if the Ustream gods are willing, we may be broadcasting our show, uh, at least the audio of us recording our thoughts here in the studio. So feel free to go to gspn.tv. And if you want to be more aware and up to date of what's going on, you can always find us on our Twitter pages. Stephanie and I both have Twitter accounts. And so if you want to find out what Cliff is posting on his Twitter page, go to twitter.com slash gspn. And Stephanie, how can they find you on Twitter? Twitter.com slash stephgspn. And that's S-T-E-P-H. P-H. G-S-P-N. And uh, let's see here. I think that's pretty much it. And so until next time, Stephanie, stay Stay lost. This program is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You'll find this and other podcasts on our website at gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. This show is brought to you by TalkShoe. Create your own internet talk show. Check it out at talkshoe.com.